Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's Money-M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Hello and welcome. It's Crystal Arnold, your hostess of Money Wise Women and founder of Money Morphosis. Today, let's talk about stories and our capacity as authors of our own lives and collectively, what is the story that guides us and provides inspiration. Um, each, each one of us has this storytelling capacity, and yet so many people just, uh, you know, accept the mainstream narrative of success and what wealth is and, and often feel dissatisfied because of that or disappointed in their own um, failure to meet these perceived uh, stories. I, I recently did some research and looked at the word author and authority. And these two words have a similar, uh, the same root word in Latin, which literally means one who causes grow. And so today is an invitation to invite you to um, become the author of your own story and to look at what story you share with the world. If you're an entrepreneur, what is your marketing message? How do you bring forth your most authentic voice in the world? And, and from that place of authority, what are you wanting to cause to grow in your own life? And as those of us who are entrepreneurs know, it's really an ongoing evolution of um, how we serve our audience and really what, what our messaging is. So I am so pleased to have our guest, Amanda Verde Young, here with us. Uh, she is the founder of Bombalore.com, a collaborative online publication and set of marketing services dedicated to elevating the story of the world. She believes that when we shift into a more life-sustaining global narrative, anything is solvable. So uh, Bombalore asks, big questions, leans towards the positive, and uplifts the good work being done in the world. Amanda is really first and foremost a writer, and her number one superpower is helping change makers and conscious entrepreneurs find their professional voice. And she also helps clients clarify their offering, build meaningful websites, and develop a healthy relationship with marketing. 
so pleased to have Amanda on today. I really enjoy her unique perspective. And uh, Amanda, I would love to start with just hearing a little bit more about what excites you most about the work that you do. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for that beautiful introduction. And I just love everything that you brought to the table about story and storytelling. And um, so, so that being said, I think, I think my, what excites me the most about what I do really is stories come, come to life. Um, so helping people bring, you know, something from idea or dream to actualization. So although I do a lot of strategic and developmental work with clients, I also build websites, as you mentioned, and create content. And I just love that part. I love seeing all of our work together begin to take shape in such a tangible way. So I love development. I love the beginning of things. So, yeah. Excellent. Uh, yes, I I can really sense that about you, that joy of creation uh, that you have as, as you work with mm-hmm. clients. Let's uh-huh. see. So tell me a little bit more about what is the importance of, you know, for so many people, entrepreneurs often have this resistance to marketing themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, speaking out and can tend to mm-hmm. hide and, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. what is really the importance of, um, you know, in, in more traditional terms, refining your marketing message and, and what keeps people from that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So I think that, um, you know, well, one thing that I like to talk about, which you and I have spoken about, is sort of the old way versus the new way. And the way I like to talk about it is standing out, which is the old way, versus standing in, which is kind of this newer emerging way, L- largely thanks to the Internet, <laughs> So standing out is the old way, and it's really based in competition. It's a race to the top. It has a lot to do with hierarchy. And it's kind of based on the idea that really, like, there's just a chosen few that can make it to the top. And the, the way of standing in, and, and I think I should just say that a lot of people, that's the mindset around marketing and becoming successful in business, and it's in, intense, and it's intimidating. Um, and I think especially for women, it's not necessarily like the most natural way for us, even though we certainly can be incredibly ambitious and driven, okay? So the new way is this idea of standing in. And so first of all, that means that we'll do so much better professionally and personally for that matter when we just become the best versions of ourselves and identify what it is that makes our business truly unique. So it's really an idea of returning to the idea that we're all sacred, that we're all here for a reason to help others and our planet in some important way, and that there is no only a few make it concept in the standing in model. It's much more a situation where if you're brave and determined and you're honest with yourself 
and you're willing to ask the right questions and determine how to consistently deliver value to the right people, if you're willing to be of service, then basically you've got this. So I'm not sure. And then I guess the second part of standing in is really identifying who will be the best match for our particular way of doing things. And so I think that's where we get stuck. We think we need to be a certain way, you know, and then we also feel like, well, I, I think I can appeal to all these folks when really focusing in and choosing, you know, like they say, the riches are in the niches, <laughs> really finding that niche um, is so important and, and also a place where we tend to get stuck. Mm. So, so people who are taking this approach of standing in, can you describe mm-hmm. a little bit more like what, what, how their experience shifts with that shift in mindset and approach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, I think that, you know, the, the deeper shift that happens is um, we move out of sort of fear and scarcity into a more a sense of abundance and purpose. Um, and so I think what happens is, is as we allow ourselves to become more authentic in our businesses and be ourselves. And that has a lot to do with being willing to be vulnerable, to tell our stories. We always want to remain professional and focused on what our services are and focus on the people we're serving, but really like being ourselves in our business um, and, and really honing in on what exactly we do and how we do it. What happens is people start to feel that confidence and they start to, to really trust that. And that's what we really want, right? We want people to feel comfortable and trust our services. And um, so I think this shift happens where we move from, you know, from sort of, I don't know, the rat race comes to mind. We're sort of spinning our wheels. We're trying to keep up and catch up with the newest and the, you know, keep up with the Joneses. Um, to this more like steady, methodical, committed, and consistent um, output of content and value to our customers. And slowly but surely, you know, it's the slow way. It's kind of like the turtle in the hair wins the race, really, you know, if that's, you know, that's back in the competition mindset, but it's hard to get out of, you know. Does that, does that make sense? Totally. I, I totally agree. There is um... – you know, such, I, I think, a satisfaction from, from working in that more authentic uh, way and, and just building your business with that kind of integrity and, and strong foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so many women that, that we both know are struggling with under-earning and as entrepreneurs, you know, unsure how to set their rates maybe not confident mm-hmm. in, in their visibility or um, kind of hiding their gifts and, and skills. And so would you like to talk any more about like the common struggles that you see that women have around visibility? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I can definitely speak for myself because um, even still, you know, consistently putting myself out there is a challenge. And I think one of the one of the biggest things for women is, um, you know, we're a little bit afraid to be ourselves professionally, which kind of ties in with everything I was just saying. Um, and, you know, to be honest, that has to do with a lack of having, you know, enough powerful role models in business. I mean, I hope that I think that millennials and younger women um, and future generations are really, that's going to, that's, it's starting to shift. But as a woman speaking, you know, I'm in my late thirties, you know, thank God I had a powerful mother and grandmother and some other, you know, powerful women. But by and large, I was, I was surrounded by, you know, many hundreds, if not thousands of fairly destructive modeling of what women are capable of and what we're worth. And, you know, I think the biggest struggle is just truly seeing ourselves represented in the role of highly successful professionals, whatever that definition of success is. So I think one of the the, the biggest things that happens to us in terms of visibility and hiding is, is this, this moment where we stall out and it's sort of a form of professional self-sabotage. Um, and I really think it's linked to, to, you know, just trusting that we can do this, you know, having those role models. So we kind of have to come together, and I think we are, to, to, to hold each other and hold space for each other and, um, and teach each other. You know, whatever it is we know, you do so much teaching around money, which is crucial because a lot of us feel guilty about making a good living doing what we love or, or offering what we've got and, and charging for it. You know, um, undercharging is, is just huge, I think, especially for women entrepreneurs. Um, men don't have nearly as much trouble <laughs> with charging, you know. Right. So, right. Yes, this yeah. really goes back to this cultural conditioning and, and the stories mm-hmm. and messaging that we received so early on and consistently through billboards and advertising and and feelings of not enough basically is like this underlying Mm -hmm. theme I just see how destructive Mm -hmm. that belief of scarcity you know we internalize it I am not enough I'll never do enough or be good Mm -hmm. enough and Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. really a common struggle I see um since we're on on the theme yeah go ahead Mm -hmm. uh no you you it's okay go ahead I'll We'll see what you're going to ask next. <laughs> Just going with the flow of like what other common struggles that um, you see female entrepreneurs have, especially around mm-hmm. money. Right. Um, I think that um, sometimes, and this has happened for me, so I can speak from personal experience and some of my clients and also my friends. I have a lot of entrepreneurial female friends. There's a little bit of a gap between the dream and the actualization of it as a, as a business that's like paying our bills, you know? So we see it and we know we want it to be a business, but there's a part of us that's afraid maybe we're afraid it's not going to work you know and really there's no guarantees but we certainly won't know until we try and so one way that I've identified to work with that to create this bridge is very practical and it's kind of like there's two parts one is to 
really identify like what are your beliefs around money and and who taught them to you. For me, I had a dad who was, uh, he did what he loved. He still does what he loves as a living um, managing artists. I grew up very rich life, just, just so many wonderful, interesting people around, but he never made what I think he wanted to. And he stressed about money a lot. And then my mom was very corporate, had a very corporate job, maybe didn't make it as far as she should have because it was the eighties and she was a woman and, you know, she had like the big, huge uh, shoulder pads and she was, you know, in there. I mean, and, uh, but also just like had a lot of scarcity around money, a lot of fear around not having enough. And so I've had to really look at that. And one of my goals in life is to bridge those two things, you know, to make a great living, be a leader, you know, professionally, but also do what I love and really, you know, have a colorful, rich life. The second part is to, to really get real with what you need to live and, See how it works out with your business model. So basically, sit down, say, okay, this is how much it costs me to live a month. This is how much I charge clients. This is how long it takes me, you know, with each client. How many clients do I need? I know it sounds really simple, but it's amazing how that can not be figured in in the early stages of designing a business or a website. Or, and it's really, it's an early stage thing for any business. Is, your, is to have that profit plan, you know, in place. Yeah, such great advice. I love those two points of, <laughs> of how to build this bridge from the vision to the, the actual, you know, income generating uh, business because I feel like so many people when they get started can get discouraged and they're not where they want mm-hmm. right away. And it's just to, to continually... Mm-hmm have that um, long, long-term long vision and be able to connect with that on an ongoing basis. And uh, like you said, just both get really do a self-assessment of both our beliefs and, and emotions around our relationship to money and then also the nitty-gritty of, of what the numbers mm-hmm. look like is just engages mm-hmm. both aspects of our mind and I think that's really good yeah and you might yeah it it might be like oh wow I've got to refigure some things or you might be pleasantly surprised you know I was able to figure out that you know that that I, I I had a moment you know doing this a while back where I said wow I can do this I've got this this is doable you know and then from there it's like that quote JP Morgan of all, you know, he said, you go as far as you can see. And then when you get there, you'll be able to see farther. So it's just like, right now, what, what do you want your business to make? And how is it going to make that? How is it going to make that for you? You know, um, and we always want to plan in time for, for development in marketing. And I think that's something I see. I see a lot is, is um, not building that into your business model you know, mm. time, time set aside for that into your, yeah. So I would say it depends. It's really so, you know, personalized for each business. But if you're, I would say at least five hours a week, if not more, five to 20 a mm-hmm. week, just for business development and marketing. Yes, totally important mm-hmm. to keep that, um, <clears throat> keep that flow and generativity going and not mm-hmm. get caught up in the 
in the clients or the pay for hour work mm-hmm. and continue moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. Mm-hmm. So what? Let's talk a little bit more about how you help clients find and express this authentic voice and and get more impact with their words and the way that they um, present themselves professionally. Can you tell me more about that process, how you work with people? Sure, sure. Um, Well, Or why it's important, too. I mean, whatever you'd like to share about that significance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so. I think that you, you know, building a business is so creative. So it, you know, you're doing all these different tasks in different orders. But in the beginning, or if you're like, you know, I really need to change some things or restructure, it is important that you follow like a certain order, you know, and, you know, one is, figuring out, you know, who you are and what makes you unique, you know, and that's often called branding, but I've never been the biggest fan of that word. Of course we have to use it. It's like the word, but you know, when the real meaning of it is like, ah, you know, so Mm -hmm. I really like to talk about developing your professional voice and really understanding like who you are and what sets you apart. Um, It's a not an easy process, you know, Um, but the deeper you go, the closer you get to it. And, also identifying why you're doing this work, staying really connected with why you're doing this work. Um, and um, secondly, it's to identify who your ideal customer is. Really spend time on that. Really develop a whole character in your mind, a person that becomes a dear, a dear, dear friend and uh you know, you want like a visual on this person and everything you write and everything you do and all the products you create or offers you create should have this person in mind. But first you have to develop that person. Um, The third is to develop your offering and based on those two, you know, all the previous work. Um, And then from there, the fourth step, I would call this like the core four, Um, I have called it the core four, is to then move into marketing, including building your website. And, you know, and and, and like, again, I want to stress, like these things happen not always in in the right, it's a circular moving, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to a business. But it's just so crucial to get clear, you know, from the beginning. You'll save yourself so much time and hassle down the road, you know? Mm. Totally. Uh, yeah, it's it's so fascinating. There's so many opportunities for online, you know, what's called content marketing and mm-hmm. just the ways that opportunities are coming for the emerging generations to really share mm-hmm. information and affect change in, in different ways. And yet it mm-hmm. can also have challenges like Often, uh, just in my entrepreneurs women's group yesterday, someone is like always comparing herself to so and so is doing mm-hmm. this in this way, and oh no, her post just came out that said, mm-hmm. and now I can't do that, and it's like we're so mm-hmm. overloaded with information and everyone doing mm-hmm. these telesummits, mm-hmm. and there's so much more than we can take in. It can feel like 
overwhelming. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So what, um, mm-hmm. what's your take on, on the challenges and opportunities mm-hmm. in the marketplace? Right. Oh, that is a great question. I myself, um, I myself really do struggle. Um, the first thing I want to say is come back to I, what I always do is I come back to the idea of standing in and when it, this, so this whole standing in versus standing out, it's, this is the way that has made a lot of sense for me and occurred to me and I've shared, been sharing it with others, but this is not my, this is not my concept. This is based on, you know, some of the most, um, just incredible thought leaders really of our, of our time. Um, so, you know, I just want to mention that, (laughs) um, but really returning to standing in and owning who you are and figuring out what your business is about, how you're going to build your offerings, who your business is for, and staying really focused in your own game and finding allies along, along the way. But when we do this, the, the cacophony of like internet noise and the idea of like a saturated market kind of becomes a moot point um, because we're just so aware of like, you know, and confident in our own unique contribution. And I really mean that in a very practical way. I don't mean that in a, I mean, it is spiritual, right? But really in a practical way, this is what the greats, the marketing greats will tell you. And the other thing they'll tell you, you know, which is so crucial is turn it off, you know, turn it off, decide what your days look like, fill them in with things that are going to nourish your business, your mind, your body, your relationships. And then like everything else is just, you know, is you, you just have, we have to learn to say no. I mean, in the, in this age of information, it's wild, you know? And I think the more we do that, the more we say, okay, I need this skill. And then we go and try to find it, you know? Um, and and th- that can be difficult. I, I, again, it's the more, you know, yourself, the more easier I think it becomes to identify which course or which, uh, you know, professional person or coach or whatever is going to be the best fit for you, right? It's like know thyself first. <laughs> so it's hard. It's diff- It's you know, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. It's totally got challenges and uh, opportunities as well for you know different levels of collaboration and opportunity that just weren't available a few decades ago, and mm-hmm. yet. Um, I like what you're pointing to, like it's an inside job. Just begin with our beliefs, our intimacy with ourselves and, and what's most important and then see uh, where, you know, if we look at language, the, the phrase pay attention shows us that, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of our greatest assets and currencies is actually our mm-hmm. attention. And when we leak mm-hmm. that out to hours on Facebook or things that aren't re- providing reciprocity with value back to us, then, then often people feel depleted and drained after um, all of that, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, 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 they do. And I, you know, I've, I, um, 
I will tell you two things I've done recently because I myself am in taking my business into its next chapter and it's taking, you know, I've got a toddler underfoot and I've got clients that I'm serving. And so it's really pushing my own, you know, boundaries of, you know, how do I really do this all at once, you know? And um, so you know, two things that I've done is one is I've been on this like email uh, just crusade where I am just unsubscribing to everything that just isn't, you know, either is really salesy or just isn't really speaking to me. Anything fear-based, I I don't really like fear-based, you know, um, subject lines. And and that's one bit of marketing advice, you know, encourage or pique interest, but don't scare people. (laughs) And yeah. then, um, and then also just some great stuff that like I love, but again, like you said, it really is overwhelming and you click on it and then you click on the other thing. And then before you know it, and, uh, it's, it's a tricky thing. And so, um, just letting go of that. And then the other thing I, I did recently was, you know, I've, you know, I, I've had a lot of direct experience with marketing for years. I have, um, you know, read a ton, you know, educated myself endlessly, but I reached a, a point where I just wanted to offer more. And so I, I have taking a course right now to deepen my knowledge and I'm taking it from one of the best. And I invested in that because I was ready and I was tired of like the endless internet search. You know what I mean? I said, who's the best? And I'm, you know, the best that I can afford and that suits me. Who's the best for me? You know, it's not just like, who's the best? Um, So that's, again, knowing yourself and knowing when to tune out and then knowing who to tune in with or just, and just trusting yourself in that. You don't have to overthink it, you know? So. Totally. I don't know if that's helpful, but. mm -hmm. Oh, it is. That's, that's great advice and, and that idea of investing in ourselves and, and sometimes it's financial or time or investing mm-hmm. in certain relationships and, and developing those. Um, so we're going to take a quick uh, break here. And when we okay. come back, I'd like to follow that um, thread of relationships and how developing our professional relationships and orienting towards that really being a source of value um, is, is a new way of um, really inviting prosperity and, and success into our businesses. So let's, um, we will be back in just a moment. Do you get choked up and flushed talking about money? Don't let fear and shame stop you from sharing your value. Speak up, sister. Find out how to boost your financial communication skills at www.findyourmoneyvoice.com. Perhaps you're like Gwen, a budding creative entrepreneur who wants to provide for her family, but she has a tough time expressing her needs. She chronically undercharges and lays awake at night with money stress. With Crystal's Find Your Money Voice training, she found renewed confidence speaking her self-worth. Transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. With greater clarity and focus, Gwen more confidently negotiated solid agreements and increased her business earnings with the trainings found at findyourmoneyvoice.com. 
Welcome back. We are here with Amanda Verde Young. Oh, talking about a variety of topics um, around marketing our, and finding our authentic voice and expressing that. And uh, both Amanda and I have um, found that there is such joy in reaching out to people with similar interests and finding collaborative synergy with people and feel like this is really a new, um, maybe not so new, but a, a useful way of approaching business which is not based on scarcity and competition with others, but is actually based on, you know, developing our own unique voice and then uh, finding synergy and collaboration with other like-minded people. And so I'd love to hear, Amanda, um, your experience with um, approaching your business this way. Yeah, thanks. Well, I think it's um, it would be good to point out that this is exactly how you and I met. Um, was you know I was offering some free consultations, and then you you know offered me some some insights into with your Money Wise workshop, and here we are as guests. And who knows what the future holds? <laughs> it's so it's so wonderful. And so I think you know like what you said. What you know to build on what you said. Um, when we really start to stand in our power as a unique contributor to our field, the fear and scarcity does begin to dissolve and slowly but surely a whole world of colleagues and friends and allies begins to open up partnerships and referrals and collaborations and all kind of fun and potentially lucrative things can begin to take shape. And most importantly, we can actually offer even more value to our customers than we could by ourselves. And, you know, at first it can be a little scary. You're like, oh, I'm going to reach out to this person and are we in competition, you know, are we competitive? Are they going to think, is this okay? And, um, and <clears throat> but the, I, say, I say trust that process, you know, lean into that discomfort because what you're probably, you know, a lot of times they say, you know, it's the mirror idea. And if we see someone we're jealous, we're envious, the best question is to say, what is it that they're doing that I would like to do more of? What is it that they're really getting right that I want to get a little more right? And trust that other people are going to gain similar insights from you and how you're doing things. Mm. So that's that's an initial answer, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such an important um, approach that is more feminine in nature, uh, of yes. course, men men can have mm-hmm. this feminine quality as well, but that where relationships are at the the forefront, and that there is this emphasis on how we create value together, and and you know, of course, a, a type of discernment of what what we're feeling. You know, it's this intimacy with mm-hmm. ourselves that allow us to communicate more effectively to have greater um, emotional intelligence and awareness of what relationship mm-hmm. feels aligned and which ones to um, not, not pursue. So it's such a right. fascinating approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important to note because we, 
you know, we really do want to trust our instincts. So the other thing that women are great at, if we're connected with them, besides relationships and communicating, is our is our is our instinct. And you know, there, you know, it's it's a balance because, like you said, a lot of women, a lot of us have struggled as entrepreneurs, or still struggle with. Um, undervaluing ourselves and our work or giving too much away for free or sort of, you know, letting our energy be scattered in a lot of directions at once. Um, So we really need to know, like, what our professional goals are and what we can willingly give away for free or offer up and and then just trust our instincts, really trust our instincts from there, you know, because, um, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's definitely a key um, superpower that we have, along with yeah. our storytelling yeah. capacity. And uh, uh-huh. what what do you find as as you, know, you work with people? Uh, Go ahead. Oh well, I just had this thought. I just wanted to bring things around a little. When you said story, it made me feel like. Because a lot of these concepts around marketing and, and, and they can just get sort of big. And it's like, what does that mean? I feel like, and that's something I really want to help people. Like, what does that mean? So when I talk about standing in, I just want to say, like, one of the most important things I, I often ask clients to do is to tell me you're there once upon a time. And that's just, that's, when people start to do that, they, that's what I mean about standing in. It's like, wh- who are you, you know? And w- when, when I see people light up, when they start to tell, they get out of the business pitch, you know, and my, my mission statement and get into once upon a time, I, I blah, 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 blah. And then it just opens up and I just see who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. And, and then when you can come from a place like that, to others in your field that would otherwise seem like competitors. Wow. It just opens up such a magical uh, sequence of events. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and, and again, I've heard you several times mention the, the why and connecting with the why mm-hmm. and asking the questions and, and having this curiosity mm-hmm. and really appreciate that about how you draw forth people's authentic expression through the mm-hmm. right questions that you ask and uh, mm-hmm. I love that about your work thanks so much I, I love stories and I love storytellers and I find that almost everyone is, you know most people are you know are are their own best storytellers so you know that I love hearing those stories and watching them kind of come about and that is a great way to connect with your why is to just trace that song line, you know, from then to how you got to where you are now and what you're trying to do. Mm. So before we get into offering some practice and more personal advice for listeners, let's follow this story to exploring what is this story of a more, you know, what I call intimate economy and what is emerging in the bigger picture and, and how do we as individuals, the answer is obviously different for each person, but really contribute um, to this greater unfolding of how we connect 
connect and create value and exchange with one another. And just curious if you'd like to share any thoughts around what a more intimate economy that really, um, you know, I teach people about true wealth as well, which redefines Mm -hmm. what wealth is to include not only financial, but also inner relational Mm -hmm. and environmental wealth. And so Mm -hmm. what, what do you feel is this emerging story of, of a new economy? Mm hmm. Well, you know, I'm constantly discovering it. You know, it's an it's an intense time to be alive. I want to say it's also an incredible time to be alive because we're so connected and we're starting to have a a massive shift in consciousness um, towards a more life sustaining world. And I really believe that. And so um I think one of the most, you know, one of the loudest examples of this newer economy that you're kind of, t- you know, tapping into here is the 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 shift from profit only to purpose driven or at least purpose grounded businesses. So even some of the biggest, you know, corporations in the world are responding, you know, to the collective demand basically to get more uh, socially responsible, ecologically responsible, community oriented um, with huge initiatives that are really making a difference, you know, Um, and that's encouraging. And then we just have so many people, businesses, small, medium, uh, you know, solo entrepreneurs who are either the business itself is purpose-driven, you know, um, or service-oriented, or it has a component where it's like directly giving back, you know, or making connections. And the internet, of course, is making it so much more possible for this to happen. So I think that's beautiful. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are involved in a purpose-driven business or are integrating something. And if not, I highly recommend it because not only is it such a wonderful, fulfilling thing to incorporate into your professional life, but it's also very, you know, professionally, it's very strategically smart because that's what we're all asking for and demanding and responding to. And that's exciting, you know. Um, I also just want to touch on you know, what I've incorporated into my work because I largely serve, you know, change makers and healers and, you know, purpose-driven entrepreneurs is um, I started this online publication um, to highlight the stories of these people and the writings and their thoughts and ideas um, as an idea of a way to, to, to build community around this kind of work and to then have links to their websites and their work and create a web within the web, you know? (laughs) Um, Mm. So I think that like, that's one way I've, I'm doing it and it's really exciting and it's, you know, we're still building it, but it's like very exciting. Yeah. Yes. Totally. It is an exciting time. And and to tap into that sense of opportunity and and stay connected with people who aren't, um, you know, just uh, totally absorbed in the fear and despair and 
blame and judgment mm-hmm. and fighting again, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I understand that I can have compassion and empathy for that. And yet it's so important how we surround ourselves, what information we mm-hmm. allow in, what people we yeah. connect with. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah. So, yeah. let's see. I will just say one more thing on community, if I could. Um, Go ahead. I think it's it's one of those big words that is becoming, you know, it just has become so, uh, so, what's the word? <laughs> it's very highly used, and that's great. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I think to ground it a little bit, one thing I've had to do, because I have felt pulled in so many directions of, like, what does it mean, you know, to create this community around me and my business? And so I really sat down and I really just defined that. And it's a work in progress, you know, but I defined it for myself. Like I'm a bit of a homebody. I'm, I love my solitude. I love to travel too. I have a young son that keeps me really busy. So, you know, I'm not necessarily like out and about all the time, but I'm, my community is largely virtual. I have a few key friendships that I'm really focused on maintaining. So it's just, I think, worthwhile to sit down and, you know, write out what community means to you, to your business, starting with like, what do you need more of and what specifically could you offer others, you know, for free and just kind of go from there. Mm. Oh, that's such a great suggestion. I love that. Um, just the layers of, of community and how how those relationships are really developed through exchange, which not only mm-hmm. of money, but just exchange of ideas and time and words yeah. and um, mm-hmm. to, to really mm-hmm. cultivate those. And um, that takes uh, some skill and dedication and uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. So if there's people, entrepreneurs listening who do have great purpose and passion and are mm-hmm. struggling a little bit with, you know, either refining their professional voice or, you know, getting their message out there, is there anything, any particular advice or practice that um, may help people with that? Hmm. Um, well, you know, uh, at being, you know, that I'm first and foremost a writer, as you said, I'm one to lean into writing things down. And actually, it's very powerful. I read a study recently. um, It was a long term study. And it was like, when you write things down, they're 40% more likely to happen. I mean, that's like huge. <laughs> so um, I would encourage people to, to get writing. If you don't write already, um, see if you can start journaling. Um, I, you know, p- people work in different ways. For me, I have to write first thing in the morning, and that's when I write my posts or I work on my newsletter or whatever because otherwise the day goes by and it's just like, you know, I can't. But just finding that time of 30 minutes a day to write. And if you, you know, if you want specifically about your business, you know, do specific business writing. What's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? What is What makes you unique? You know, really dig for it. Who would be the best? Who wants what you've got, you know, and just write it out and make it a practice to continually write. And then let that, if you can, slowly develop that 
into writing for the, those people that you want to serve. Share your ideas. You know, keep, keep those things that you've really earned. That those are what you charge for. But share what you can, you know. Um, so, so and, and that, will just be, that will just be so beneficial, I think, um, on, on various levels, both for your, you know, per, per, personally, professionally, um, and for your customers. Um, so that's, that's my oh, one. I love that. One that piece. <laughs> awesome. And, and I found like, you know, for the first few minutes, five minutes of writing, often people just kind of stop and it's like, then the real juice starts coming when you like run out of things to say and just continue to let the flow happen. So I encourage people just to, you know, maybe set a, mm-hmm. a timer for 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and just let your pen keep flowing and let those ideas mm-hmm. come and, and maybe give yourself one of those prompts that Amanda suggested and be able to um, not edit yourself. Gosh, that really gets yeah. <laughs> so many people from yeah. even mm-hmm. starting. It's like beliefs. Oh, I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. And then just, you mm-hmm. know, censoring themselves. So that's a great suggestion. Yeah. And since this is the Money Wise podcast, I would also recommend, you know, to go ahead and, you know, do that exercise that I mentioned earlier where you look at what your expenses are and what you need to make. And then go ahead and just dream and write down everything, write down the three top goals in as much detail as you can that you want to have come true for your business. And, and let one of those be how much you want to make a year. And make that number not be just something you pulled out of the hat, but it's strategic, it's thought out. And you're going to do this, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and write it down because, again, that studies show writing it down, you know, increases, 40% increases your chances of it coming true. And put it somewhere, you know, near your desk. And those are your three things. And one of them is how much you're going to make because it's okay to be practical and be, and, and make money. And, and, and you will no doubt be giving that money back out to the world and doing wonderful things with it. So, you deserve it. Mm, totally. Yes. Um, yeah, there's so many levels to, to why people resist, you know, asking for money mm-hmm. and, you know, all the judgments mm-hmm. that people have against people with money. And I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's great to open up that deserving, ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we feel worthy of, of welcoming in this money and um, using that energy and power for creating the good that we want to see in the world with, mm-hmm. you know, how we shop and what mm-hmm. we choose to support mm-hmm. with our money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, who knows what the future holds in terms of, you know, really a better setup. But <clears throat> I think that with doing the best we can with the one we have is, is crucial. And we can find a really great balance between really, you know, living, you know, a, a comfortable, you know, a life where we're, our needs are, are met, you know, whatever that means for each person. And also, you know, financially and also meeting them in various other ways like you discussed, you know. So it could be to write down what you want to make a year and the dollar amount, but also what what are you looking, what else is going to be nourishing, what else is going to be sustaining for you, you know, and what are those goals too, you know. So. Mm. 
Yes, and uh, I love how you mentioned your investment in the course that you're taking and just also mm-hmm. looking at how we um, are willing to get the support, the professional support that we need, whether it's a bookkeeper or a financial mm-hmm. planner, um, a, some kind of coach, uh, have, what importance have you seen towards, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, getting kind of a network of uh, support for yourself? Oh, man, it's, I can't even put words to, I mean, it's game changing. It's both the, the, the exchanges I've had, like with you, for example, and your course or with, um, and with others. Um, and I've also gotten great feedback from, you know, my free consultations. Uh, so that's just incredible. But then also when you, when you really, just as you need others to pay for the services that you've worked hard and spent a lot of time to be able to offer, you also are going to get to points where, you know, you need that help too. And you really, you, you, beyond what's free, you know, and, you know, have a discerning eye for, for that because, um, you know, being able to, everything I'm, I've been learning in this course is going to allow me to serve everyone much better and serve my own business. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And, uh, and I'm meeting tons of people in that too. So a lot of these great courses, you also meet more people and you learn more. You just, yeah, it's just that lifelong learner mentality. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, so, yeah. it's like thrilling, you know, it's like scary at, at times to just don't put yourself out there, you know, uh, again and again consistently, but it's, it's like amazing what starts happening, you know? Yeah, and there's a certain vulnerability to it, to even being able to say, I need help, I need support, as um, yeah. we're both yeah. moms, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, it takes so much. Mm-hmm. Right, oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> yeah, it gets hairy, you know, it does, and um, yeah, so we need each other, and it's it's totally okay to, we live in a really isolationist culture, it doesn't really work that well, so we're we're, we're working on it, though, <laughs> we're working on it. Thousands right. of us are working on it. It's great, you know. So. Right, and and there's a strength that comes from that vulnerability. I found like in the women's groups I'm involved with, with and yeah. just having a safe space to be like, I'm struggling in this way, and okay, I can tell you and dissolve the shame, and I'm still okay, and you still love me even though I've struggled in this way, and it's just so. Um, enriching to have that kind of love and mirroring and and support from people. Yeah, absolutely. It gives us permission to just get out there and and be ourselves and do our thing. And, you know, we, I think as women, we feel like we need like permission to go and, or we need to be this high level expert or whatever it is, you know? And um, so, you know, yeah, and just being afraid to, like, get things wrong. You know, I, I – not everyone's like that. I personally am a perfectionist, something I've really struggled with. And, um, you know, but uh, massive and perfect actions, <laughs> that's something I learned from, a, from a, a very smart man. And so, you know, it's tough, but it's, it works. <laughs> you always want to offer quality, you know, and value, but, like, just – putting yourself out there consistently is so important, even though, you know, it's not, it doesn't always have to be so perfect. You don't have to know it all to get started. You know, you just, you just 
put one foot in front of the other. Right. So. Totally. Yeah. So uh, if people are interested in, in what you do and what you shared today, um, tell us a little bit more about uh, your website and how people can find out more and get in touch with you. Sure. Well, I'm actually in the process of, of building a new site, but um, you can visit bombalore.com and you can from there either take a look and explore the online publication. And if you're a writer who likes writing about, you know, these kind of things or, you know, shifting the global narrative, maybe you want to contribute or submit a piece. And then you can also from there go into, you know, the professional services, which largely revolve around, um, you know, I talked about earlier, the core four, which is developing your professional voice, you know, identifying your ideal customers, um, building websites and, and that and basic marketing plans and really refining your offer. Um, so those are the, those are the things that I, focus on and I'm happy to tell people even more details about what those each entail you know I'm also offering you know through the end of April the one hour free consultation that's focused on brand voice development so if that you know sounds interesting to anyone I'm I'm available for that Wonderful. And I have to say um, doing that one hour consultation with you I just received so much value from the perspective, you know, from that call and then the notes, extensive notes and suggestions for next steps that you sent uh, just really helped me clarify some things in my own business. And I just really appreciate your insight and, and per- unique perspective. Um, I'm curious, too, why, um, what's the name Bombalore all about? <laughs> Maybe so that's a big a, Yeah. No, I can tell it pretty quickly. It's um, it's a made-up word, and I really wanted a unique word. I wanted it to be – I knew it was bigger than me, and I just didn't want to use just my name. And so I was looking for unusual words, and I found this word, bombolate, which means to hum or buzz, or it's like the sound of like, mm, you know. And I loved it, but it was taken as a URL. So I thought, oh, man, I really want to be like a dot-com. You know, it sounds funny, but I just was like, that's not it. And I thought about it and thought about it, and I just kind of got a download, which is something that, you know, happens in the creative process. is so beautiful. And uh, where I started to think about the word, uh, uh, about lore, the word lore, I really was thinking about stories and how, how important this idea of, of the narrative and exploring the narratives that that shape our lives was to this idea of, of this this online place, and so um, I kept thinking of this word lore and lore, and then it just happened. It just bombole and lore became bombalore, and it became a a collection of stories or a body of knowledge that that hums and the bee. Bombalore is a word that is like the root of it is very connected to the bee. So the bee is our spirit guide, which is the busy, tiny, powerful, community driven <laughs> maker of sugar. <laughs> wow. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So our tagline is share the sugar, you know, so that's what I help people do is and, and what hopefully over time will build 
more and more of on the site too in terms of contributions. So mm. I love that, just the significance that a word can hold and, and the story of how we craft our our you know names of our, our business and, and that kind of yeah. magic and creativity sure. to be in that process. Mm-hmm. That was a great story. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, before we close, do you have any um, closing remarks here? Um, well, I would just like to really thank you for this opportunity. And again, say that, um, that uh, I've, I've, again, benefited so much from, <clears throat> yeah, just being able to share who I am with you and then share, learn more about your work. It's just been amazing. Your theories around money is so crucial. Really, I don't, in any stage of business could yeah. be useful for folks. So I really appreciate what you're bringing to the table as well. And um, yeah, I just want to give everyone just my most sincere confidence that I have in them uh, as creators. I, I really believe in people so much. And so I just want to say that because we all need to hear that <laughs> like regularly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I so agree. Oh, I, uh, yes, I encourage everyone to check out Amanda's site and uh, just take a moment today to access your creative capacity to tell that once upon a time story about who you are, what maybe what your business is, and just really open um, a new new eyes of curiosity, wonder, and awe about what your potential is and what your authentic self wants to express and share in the world. And like Amanda says, just we share our confidence that you are valuable, you are worthy, and what you have to share is very significant and important. And so it's such a pleasure, Amanda, to have your wisdom and voice on here today. And we will, um, oh, let's see, let me give you her website, which will be connected in the notes here, bombalore.com, B-O-M-B-I-L-O-R-E.com. And encourage everyone to, most of all, have fun and get creative and curious. All right, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.